Welcome to The Pursuit of Purpose, a podcast made possible by Skylife Success, a SkyPass group company. Join Krish Dunham, an author and speaker whose messaging has been described as the junction where God's ability and man's availability meet hope's accessibility. Greetings, dear ones, wherever in the world you are. We hope you are blessed and having a magnificent Monday. Today, I want to uh, bring you something new, something different, something unique, hopefully, on the heels of that six-part series we just concluded on the Losing the Culture War. If you're new to this podcast or have just been recommended to it by someone else, I would encourage you to go back and listen to those six. Even though this information is different, it comes on a different scale, but probably highlights some of the things we have already addressed ad nauseum on these shows. This week, I revisited an old classic, a book that I had first read uh, when I was introduced to the genre of motivation, the whole self-help world. And when I was introduced to it, I was introduced to a man named Viktor Frankl and his book, Man's Search for Meaning. Now, of course, I'm a big fan of the audible way, and I try to listen so that I can listen and internalize and try to remember as best I can what I just heard, and then recalibrate it either in the spoken or the written word so that I can use it as part of my research and as part of my recommendation for other people that I interact with. Now, Viktor Frankl, of course, is best known for his concept of logotherapy. I've titled this podcast Frankl and Freud, and for the simple reason that Frankl himself considered himself the third school of philosophy that emerged out of Vienna. The Viennese School of Psychotherapy, he was, of course, an Austrian doctor of great eminence and had spent a lot of time in the death camps of Auschwitz, lost a lot of his relatives there, his father, his uh, mother, I think, a brother, a sister, a wife, I think. By By the total, it's something like 21 of his relatives perished in the captivity of what the Third Reich called the final solution as they tried to exterminate the Jewish populace. But the Third Viennese School of Psychotherapy follows along Freud's psychoanalysis. Of course, Freud, famously known for what he called the will to pleasure that came on the heels of Alfred Adler, whose famous quote was, um, hope is the foundational quality of all change. But Adlerian philosophy basically uh, used the concept of will to power. So Adler was will to power. Freud was will to pleasure and uh, Viktor Frankl was will to meaning. He was better known as an existential thinker, and logotherapy, the very word is therapy. Of course, you know therapeutic, but logo, logos word. So why is this important for our brief discussion this Monday morning as you examine your own will to meaning? One of the things Frankl said, which was very profound about his experience in the death camp, was the numbness that comes about when you're constantly confronted by the same sinewy evil. He categorized those days as being uh, three different moods. First, when you're immediately arrested and the shock of that. Second, the mood with which you live is the numbness to the shock and the humiliation that follows. 
And finally, in your post-exilic, when you are actually free and you go back and remember only those parts that work. But Frankel said something very important early in that book, and that he says, the best of us didn't make it out. And that simply means that some people, the will to meaning is very powerful. Now, the will to meaning, whether it comes from conscience or just the desire to survive, takes you down two distinct paths. One is a motivation to survive or a motivation to not abdicate that which defines who you are. And the second is a slight manipulation that means altering your hierarchy so that you're not so much noticed in the willful extermination of either ideas or individuals. Now, this may seem heady for a Monday morning, but let's actually look at this thing called the delusion of reprieve. The very word delusion is a <clears throat> falsification. A delusion is something that is a matter of uh, individually interpreted or identified with a psychosis of some kind, that way we begin to believe an alternative reality that's not true. It is a pop part of the popular narrative that goes about the ways, and then you begin to succumb to ideas that you necessarily don't agree with, but over a period of time. To give us a case in point in modern day thinking of existentialism, <clears throat> this whole will to meaning, everybody creates this delusion about themselves saying that if I continue in this delusion of my own imagination and my own will to examine my life and live the way I choose, eventually I will get a reprieve because what I think, believe, act on and understand will become the reality that the rest of the world will have to adhere to. And a vast majority of people who listen to me go through this, me included, which means whatever you practice in, you begin to believe that that is so right in your mind that there is that delusion that eventually there will come a reprieve. But what Frankel is saying is there is a right and a wrong, a yes and a no, a black and a white and a good and a bad. And Frankel's logotherapy talked about this whole concept of purpose amidst whichever phase of life you're in. So what I want to talk to you about today is this intellectual will to examine. The intellectual will to examine. Before we get into the logos, the word, we have to understand the logic of what we begin to accept. So let's say you're in company XYZ in country ABC and uh, the popular culture says that intersectionality and victimhood is the right of the day. Immediately, you, if you're part of that delusion and you begin to believe that you are a victim of some kind, you will very easily be sucked into that broader narrative of victimhood, which means your brotherhood with everybody else is going to be determined to a large degree based on their own victimhood, which means the only thing you have in common is a victim mentality and not a hope mentality. So if someone has been oppressed in another part of the world by colonization and if someone else has been oppressed in another part of the world by discrimination, you do not understand their history, you do not understand their methodology, you do not understand their culture, you do not understand their currencies, you do not understand their fights, you do not understand their wars. But the only thing that unites you is this common victimhood. So if you look at the people who were interned into the camps uh, during World War II by the Americans of Japanese origin because of Pearl Harbor or whatever, 
their victimhood mentality would be a sort of identity with the Jewish people who were being rounded up by Adolf Hitler as part of the final solution, the perfect race and the Third Reich. Now, there is a vast difference in what Hitler did and what the American people did, but the outcome was the same in the eyes of those that were captivated. Both of them felt that they were tax-paying, honest, legal citizens that had been caught up in a warped ideology of someone who believed that their ethnicity was a threat. Adler goes on to explain the fact that even when he was confronted by a German SS guard in the prison, uh, not Adler, I mean uh, Viktor Frankl, when he was confronted by a German guard in the prison, a German said, what did you do? He said, I was a doctor. And immediately the German guy said to him, oh, you made a lot of money. You were probably a businessman because that was the perception of what the Jewish people had done or had been perpetrated as to having had done since World War I. But Viktor Frankl says, in fact, most of my work was pro bono. I was a scientist who conducted experiments on people uh, to try to find out this will to meaning. Now, the reason I'm giving you this broad-based narrative today as a sketch is to ask yourself, when you look at both Frankl and Freud, when you look at this will to pleasure and the will to meaning, or even can go back and want to study for yourself Alfred Adler's work and his will to power, where do you fall on this broader spectrum? Where is your own delusion? Where is your own reprieve going to come from? Now, let me flip the switch and ask ourselves, if you're a common man who decides to wake up every day, go to work, provide for your family, provide for your children, hope that the education your children are getting is of a moral nature and not an indoctrination nature, you hope that society is not going to gang up on you because you have fundamental pure beliefs that are created order or whatever it is, you believe identity is identity, uh, gender is gender, or whatever it is, you have drawn your line in the sand, immediately you're living in a world where you have to retreat into this delusion of reprieve and hoping that someday reality will adjust itself and your reality and the reality of the world will coincide and you will finally find sanity in a mad world. Now, as you're listening to this, you're probably going off on 19 different directions, which is the intended desire of this pure, very short missive. I want you to ask yourself that primary question. What is your delusion of reprieve? Which means if you believe that there is a good and a bad, if you believe there is a right and a wrong, if you believe there is a moral law and there is a moral lawgiver, and if you believe that man was created in a way to basically be have dominion over the rest of the world, and suddenly you find yourself <clears throat> as part of a majority in those who think. Imagine this. At the height of the British Empire in India, there were 300,000 British people who were controlling 350 million Indians. At the height of the Reich, the number of people who were imprisoned and jailed and exterminated of Jewish origin they say topped 6 million. That was a large number of people in each of these places. But I think a number of people who were in the prison far outweighed the number of people who were controlling them. But there was that delusion that eventually they would be right. And those that lived with that reprieve in a positive way actually did see the light. Frankel said, uh, it was quite fascinating that even though we only had one set of uniform for six months, those of us that took care of it, scrubbed it, kept it clean or some way, did not get any of the infestation that comes with wearing the same pair of clothes for six months. 
Same thing, if he says, if we had dirt on our fingernails and we had cuts in our hands, there was something animalistic about the way we were living, but there was something original to that life. And our reprieve came when we looked at our hands and said, unless they are frostbitten and the toes fall off, we still see no signs of infection and somehow we're surviving completely emaciated. And he brings out a very interesting statement there. He says at that point in our life with our hair completely shaven and every inch of our body uh, razor put to when we first arrived, stripped completely to our nakedness, there was no part of our identity that was temporal, in which means we could not cling to our degree, we could not cling to our clothes, we could not cling to our house, we could not cling to any of the finer niceties that money had allowed us to buy. There we stood and created order in our completely stripped down nakedness. And it was in that nakedness that we had this delusion that there may be some good that will come out of this. Now, unless you have that feeling that there is going to be a reprieve, we are not going to survive at all, says Frankel. But many of us are delusionally waiting for that reprieve uh, on the sidelines, but at the same time are being marginalized. And if that is you, wherever you are, you're looking around, the laws that are being passed make no sense. Right now in the United States, we had something recently come up, which was called the forgiveness of the student debt. I know when my boy went to school, uh, regardless of what he chose to do with it, he went as a mechanical engineer. He said, I want to graduate debt free, which he did. He got some scholarships, he worked for the rest of it or whichever, but when he graduated from college four years later, he didn't owe a dime to anybody. He had worked his way, he had made his way, he had earned his way. Now, if I look at that boy and what he did, and as parents, as I'm proud of the fact that he did that, would I now be concerned if someone else took a loan out because they did not have the ability? No, I won't feel bad. I know many people who took out loans. But if their loans are forgiven and I'm standing looking at the fact that, you know, hey, you know what? I know a lot of plumbers. I know a lot of electricians who never went to college, who earn a very good living. Why are they footing this bill? So part of the delusion here is we're thinking, oh, in the great by and by, it is good to be just. It is good to be generous. It is good to be honest and it is good to be forgiving. These are all great attributes. But at what cost? So when this is presented to us, it is presented in a way nine times out of ten, whenever you become part of that intersectionality, whatever solution is presented to you, if it doesn't make sense, it is usually couched by the term, this is for the greater good of the many marginalized people who would not have a voice had I not given them a voice. But there is no fairness in it if the voice is one way and it supports only one thought process. So ask yourself, where does your delusion lie? Where is your reprieve going to come from? When you look at your own life, is there a will to examine it in an existential way by looking at, yes, this is good, this is bad, this is right, this is wrong. There is a morality, there is a conscience. If there is injustice in the world, are you willing to speak up against it? Or are you going to stand on the sidelines and embrace it saying this injustice is a brief brick in time, and eventually greater good will come out of it on the back end because no other people is going to let evil exist for this period of time. 
Well, the Russians sat on the sidelines when someone said a little power may be good, so great power must be greater. And Joseph Stalin unleashed a terror on his people. And that revolution and that ideology that came as a result of the overthrowing of the czars of the Romanov dynasty lasted 75 years and actually blanketed most of Eastern Europe into a communist hell. So ask yourself this question. Many people are on the fence of life with this delusion of reprieve. I hope this gave you as much sense to think as it much gave me the desire to portray it. Please inundate us with questions if you want more clarity on this. But ask yourself those fundamental questions today. When you examine your own life today and you look at the world around you, are you living in a delusion that reprieve will come to you if you just stick your head in the sand like an ostrich and ignore it and eventually it'll go away? If so, are you like the prisoners who come and day one are shocked by their arrest? Day two to the liberation are numbed by the fact that they were arrested and become numb to all the beatings and all the things that go around them? Or at the end, when you come back and you are finally free, you say, I really don't want to talk about it because a lot of people didn't make it out and I don't want to brag that I actually succeeded. Wherever you are in this journey, folks, we are accountable. As one man wisely put it, none of us are responsible for our heritage, but all of us are accountable for our future. Until next time, this is Krish Dunham. Good luck. God bless. Sorry for a heady Monday, but we'll see you down the road. And that concludes another episode of The Pursuit of Purpose with Krish Dunham brought to you by Skylife Success. Please subscribe, rate, and visit us on the web at krishdunham.com and skylifesuccess.com where you can find our social media links and access to additional resources. Till next time, happy learning and happy living.